truth is, I am Iron Man. Lieutenant Dan! Inconceivable! I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to Flicks and Clicks. My name is Micah, and I am joined by Jordan today. Hey, how's it going? What's up, dude? Is this the first episode we've done just the two of us? I think so. I think the only episodes I've ever done are with... Every episode I've done is with Keelan on it at some point. So, yeah. Well, this will be this will be good. We'll see what happens. Maybe maybe you and I have this like really awesome movie review connection thing that will yeah. last forever. It's going to go buck wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so today we're going to be reviewing Dune for you. Um this is a long time coming this movie um directed by Denis Villeneuve is how you say his name i thought it was like Denis Villeneuve <laughs> but it's Den- Denis Villeneuve is how you say it um yeah the this was one of those movies that was supposed to come out last year but then didn't and then they pushed it out and pushed it out and um finally finished it and now it's here so let's let's go with what did you know about this movie or this story that'll be our first question jordan what did you what did you know about this story or this movie before seeing it i knew that it was based on a book called dune um and that it takes place in a desert like planet that was pretty much it um no clue what it was about um, I tried listening to the audiobook like a couple years back, but I didn't really l- like the reader's voice of it on Audible. Yeah. So I was like, I don't, can't listen to this for like, what is it, like 19 hours or something. So holy smokes. I put, yeah, it's a, I think it's a pretty long book. So I was like, uh, maybe I'll wait. And now that the movie's here, maybe I'll read the book. There you go. Um, yeah, similar to you, I, didn't know much of anything except for um yeah i didn't know much of anything except that my wife was outrageously excited about it um so her and her family are they're they're big into 80s movies um Mm -hmm. especially 80s sci-fi movies um which is super cool um there's a lot of weird 80s sci-fi movies out there just yeah. so you know, this is one of them. Um, this is the last adaptation by David Lynch, um, back in 83 or 84, something like that. Um, and I have not seen that Briar has my wife and she was like, yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> I think her family likes it, but it's like not one of their favorites. Cause it's like not good. Um, oh, it's, it's out there. As far as I know, the, um, I did some research and the budget for that movie was like forty million dollars, and uh, it made thirty million dollars. <laughs> oh no! So it was not good. Um, yeah, another thing that I learned though, Jordan, is that this has been adapted into like tons of different mediums since the book came out. The book came out in like the sixties. Oh wow! And then. There was like another book, I guess, and then there's been like mini series, and there was one like recently with James McAvoy in it, like in the last fifteen years, like an adaptation of like a anyway, I don't know. Hmm. So I, you know, all this stuff went completely over my head until I saw the preview for this movie like last year and was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of, for me and you, um, for both of us, it was very much not on our radars until we saw that there's 17 very large actors. Yeah, this cast is pretty stacked, and I really enjoy a lot of the people in this movie. Like, not just in this movie, but in their other works, but looking at them on screen, I was like, this is super cool. (laughs) I really enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't mean large like they're big. I mean large like they're big stars. So here, I'm just going to name name them. We have Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, just to name a few. Wow, yeah. that's a lot of really, is- really, really famous people. And not just like famous people, like very recognizable people. Like yes. every time I saw them on, on screen, I was like, I know them from this. Like, yeah, yeah. like um, uh, It's dad is in this. The guy who plays It, his dad is in this. Oh. Poe Dameron is in this. Yeah. Um, um, MJ from Spider-Man is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquaman is in this. Thanos yeah. is in this. And Drax is in this. So yeah. there's a lot of, you know, very, <laughs> very notable actors that everyone pretty much knows at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, man, and they, yeah, that's good. It's good. We'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, this episode might not be very long. Um, and we, I'm just going to say it right now, because if you don't live under a rock, then you know, or if you've seen it, then you know. This is not a complete movie. The, there's a second part, maybe more than two parts. Um, I think there's only two, but that's what people are saying. Not confirmed? Question mark. Like they haven't confirmed that they're like they're not greenlit for a second movie. At least that I've seen. Yeah, it says like but, it's in pre-production, is what it says. Yeah. But this is like a two hundred million dollar budget, I think. Yeah. Or no, maybe it's, it's more than that. It's, yeah, it's, it's a an huge odd, budget. Yeah, it's an odd scenario where, like, if for some reason this movie flops and the second one never gets made, like, it's just a really weird way to leave it. And Yeah, like, this is going to be really hard to rate because of that. Yeah. Because there's no end. There's no ending. Uh-uh. This no doesn't end. have an ending. <laughs> and it's not really a cliffhanger. No. It's like, it's, it sort of is because they just leave you literally with nothing. So you're like, what happened? Dude, all the, like, all the music, like, uh, you know, 30 or 40 seconds before the, the screen went dark, all the music Mm -hmm. started to like resolve. And I looked at Briar and was like, this is the end. This is the end of the movie. And she was like, yeah, it is. We were just kind of like, what? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened for me is um, I park in front of the garage in our apartment. My roommate Ross had to leave, so I had to go move my truck. And I paused the movie, and I was like, there's only 20 minutes left? Like, how are they going to finish this movie in 20 minutes? Like, that makes no sense. And then I watched <laughs> it, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's because they don't end it. <laughs> yep. Did you notice that at the very beginning when it said Dune, did you notice it said part one right underneath? I noticed it said part one, and then I was... At the point where I had paused it, I was like, did I miss where it had said, like, because I thought maybe they were going to do the movie, like, 
almost in chapters. So I was like, did I miss where it said that this was part two or this was part three? Sure. I was assuming that I had just missed it. Yeah. And so when it just ended, like, out of almost nowhere, I was like, no, I didn't miss it. This is just how the movie ends. Yeah. About halfway through, I was like, maybe it just said part one because they're going to pause it right now and do an intermission like they used to way back in the day. And then we'll get to see part two right now. I was like, mm-hmm. that'll be great. And then, no, we still have to wait. Yeah. Oi. <clears throat> wow. So um, a little uh, bit of information, a little bit more. So there, like I said, there's been so many different adaptations of this. Um, and we don't know if there's going to be a second one of this yet. Um, another thing, Denis Villeneuve, Denis Villeneuve, he, the director, and David Lynch, I believe, the director from the 80s version of this, both kind of said, this is supposed to be Star Wars for adults. That's like that's like their their thought process going into this movie or these movies. And so that, to me, is really interesting. Um, did you kind of get that feeling, Jordan? Or is this like a completely different sort of compartment in your mind? Um, I got it in some aspects, sort of like just about every spaceship and like cool scientific, like sci-fi piece of technology they had. I was like, that is so cool. Like I was freaking out, but that almost makes me feel like a little kid. Um, and maybe that's partially because Star Wars is like so ingrained into my DNA at this point that it's like, <laughs> it's like, it just reminds me of being a little kid and freaking out over X-Wings and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of the, the ships and like the ornithopters that they are flying in the desert, uh, are so cool. Um, yeah. Oh man. Oh, They're so awesome. Yeah. The production value and just design in this movie is mm-hmm. insanely pretty. Um, yeah, it was an absolutely gorgeous movie. In all aspects. Did you see Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't even know if I've heard so of it. So let's just juxtapose for a second those okay. two, this movie and that movie. So if you haven't seen Valerian like Jordan, um, good. Don't watch it. It's terrible. Is it not good? Yeah, it's Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne, and it's terrible. It's so <laughs> bad. Um, and Rihanna is in it in a scene. Um which hmm. is fine, but here's the thing. I mean, those people aren't necessarily bad. It's just all of them together with the... Anyway. Um, <laughs> I, that movie I had a lot of fun watching, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun because 30 seconds into the movie, I was like, this is going to be terrible. And then because right. of that, I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that movie is like very futuristic, very, you know, planet to planet galactic sort of Mm -hmm. spaceships and cool technology and stuff so that that it has that in common with dune however valerian and city of thousand planets is like everything's shiny and everything's beautiful and everything's like otherworldly like Mm -hmm. it takes like the newer star trek movies and how pretty those were and it Mm -hmm. takes it like 13 steps further than that and is just like it's just too much and it's just like okay this is just goofy 
Yeah. Um, and Dune is like the complete opposite of that. It is like the most tasteful, realistic, mm-hmm. futuristic technology that I've seen in a movie in a long time. Yeah. It's so cool. Like you yeah. were saying, Jordan, every every cool new ship that you saw, it was kind of like, ooh, that's sweet. Um, and even just, even like, even down to the costumes, even down to the, just the minimalistic, I don't know, even like the minimalistic houses that they live in and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, it all just complemented each other so well. Um, yeah, it was all just masterful, all of that. It was just so good. Yeah, everything was like, it was super kind of basic and simple, but it was so well put together that it was just absolutely stunning, which is really nice to see because, yeah, it's kind of, it's almost boring when you like watch sci-fi or like fantasy and everything's just like immaculate and perfect because it's like, well, not only will like all this crazy spaceship stuff never happen, but it wouldn't look like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like when you get a Tesla and then you realize you haven't washed it in three months and you're like, Oh, so that's what really cool technology looks like when it's completely trashed. (laughs) And there's like four McDonald's bags in the back and you're like, what is happening? Yes. I mean, not that I have a Tesla or know what that's like, but I assume that's what it's like. So yeah, Yeah. it's very plus, I mean, 99% of the movie takes place on a planet that's just sand. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it makes sense that everything's all dusty and whatnot. Man, oh man. Wow. So, you, Jordan, you just watched this, right? I just watched this. I started it. So, for context for the listeners, it's currently just past 7 o'clock. I started it at 3 o'clock um, in the afternoon. So, yeah, it's very fresh in my brain. Um, yeah, it's very fresh. Yeah, I'm still processing some things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you saw it, you watched it at home on HBO Max, is that right? Yeah, I watched it semi reluctantly on HBO Max. I really wanted to experience it in the theater, and I actually may go back and watch it in the theater just because I thought the soundtrack and the visuals were uh didn't quite like meet. I don't want to say meet their expectations, but they weren't the same on my TV like with your TV sound? Yeah, with my TV sound. I was just like, there was a couple moments where I was like, this would be so much better if I was in a theater, but <laughs> I had a long day at work and I wanted to sit at home in my pajamas. So. Yep, and we didn't want to stay up super late. <laughs> yeah, because HBO Max had me covered. Yep, exactly. Um, I I saw this in a the theater um, last night. So for those of you who don't know, so this, this episode is going to release on Saturday. So if you're listening to it on Saturday or later, then great. But right now it's Friday, and the movie technically came out today, but you know, mm-hmm. it does that thing where you can watch it in the theater the night before. So I watched it Thursday night um, in the theater. Um, and I will say, Jordan, that if you're on the fence about whether or not to go see in the theater, you need to see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, and I will say that to everyone else out there. We did a poll on, um, on Instagram for for this like who who's gonna see it in the theater or if you're gonna see it and whatnot and yeah it was like most of you were like i'm gonna see in the theater 63 percent of you to be exact said that you're gonna see it in the theater for those of you who are gonna see it um that needs to be 100 i mean you can do both but i really do think this is a theater must watch theater movie plus Mm -hmm. 
please, please watch it in the theater and spend the money because then maybe they'll make the second one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was we like, really I need it. to see the second one. I watched one. it on HBO for free, but I really want to go see it again. Yep. So that we can ensure a second one because <laughs> yes, if my yes. one ticket sale does it and I don't go, I'll be so upset. <laughs> what you need to do is you just need to go wake up tomorrow and be like, Keelan, we're watching this because I, I don't know if well, you've Keelan, seen it yet. Or is he, he actually, he just left. So like he left at six o'clock. Oh, is so he seeing it tonight? He's seeing it right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, we we just want to shout out Keelan because I've been in like a, uh, a transition period, changing jobs and whatnot. And my wife and I have been sick and stuff like that. So I have been not as around for the podcast and Keelan's been like all over it. So shout out to Keelan. You're awesome. He's going to cool probably dude. never listen to this because he hates our guts, but uh, he might listen to it. Yeah, I listen to will. episodes I'm not on, so he should yeah, listen to them. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, shout out to Keelan. You rock. Please don't hate us for ousting you, but you deserve the time off. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, look. Uh, okay, brief tangent. Bre- what was that? What do you have a- <laughs> the pillow just fell off the back of my chair. You have chair a tiny pillow? Like, yeah, it's a, nice little, <laughs> it's a nice little head pillow. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, that that wasn't the mini <laughs> tangent that I was expecting there to be, but there's another one. Um, perfect so, timing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, m- mini tangent here. S- so we, we love reviewing movies and stuff and watching stuff and reviewing it or reviewing video games and playing them and stuff like that for the show. But there's another aspect to watching movies just for fun where you don't have to review it. Mm-hmm that's fun too <laughs> yeah so it's very enjoyable to just shut your brain off and it is yeah take to, a movie in and not mm-hmm. try and, and digest it all right away yep exactly and so yeah so that's that's for keelan right now so mm-hmm. good job keelan you get some time off yay um yay. <clears throat> anyways wow so dune jordan mm-hmm what are your initial reactions without spoiling anything? We sort of kind of shared a little bit, but give some kinda, more like as a whole. I already said the end. Um, the movie as, as a, a whole, whole. Yeah. As a whole, I really enjoyed the uh, the movie. I had this really big brain moment where, at least for me, where I was watching a scene and I heard, was listening to the music playing and I was like, did Hans Zimmer do this? And then I looked it up and he did. And I felt so smart. Look I'm, at you. I'm so bad at these things, but I was like this cause he did Tenet, correct? Yes. Yeah. And it, there was a couple soundtracks that reminded me a little bit of that. So I was like, I think that's this getting so smart cause of the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my initial impressions were, um, the soundtrack was really great. It was a very pretty movie. It seemed to move kind of slow to where I was trying to figure out how they were going to wrap it up um, and exactly where the story was going. But then they all kind of explained that at the end. So it it was very enjoyable uh, to sit down and watch. I can't wait to go watch it back in the theater. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Um, I think tomorrow, Briar and I might go see No Time to Die. The 007 Ooh, movie. That movie looked good. Yeah. And a but couple I haven't friends watched of, the other ones. Oh, yeah. We just watched them all like in the last couple of months. So we'll probably go see that. Some friends of ours were like, go see it. You need to. It's good. Um, anyway. Yeah, I'm with you on my thoughts um, of it. 
overall, um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the, the visuals are just unreal. The, everything's just so tasteful. The acting is phenomenal by everyone, everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rebecca Ferguson can do no wrong. I have not seen her do bad in a role. She is very quickly becoming one of my favorite actresses. Every yes. time I see her on screen, I was like, her character is going to be cool. Like, Dude. it's going to be great. She's going to yep. do it great. Um, yeah, I really love seeing her on screen. Yes. Um, yep, I agree. Um, Jason Momoa's character was awesome. Josh Brolin's character was super awesome. I mean, just everybody. Um, Oscar Isaac did so good. Stellan Skarsgård's terrifying in this, like, yeah, like menacing, gross, terrifying. He did oh, so well. He was so he made me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, several. I was I'm just still like, like, oh man, what is happening? Guy. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. goosebumps picture. Yeah, for real. In his, yeah, um, yeah, and I'll say to the the scale and scope of this movie is is unbelievable. It is just huge. Mm -hmm. The whole movie just seems huge. Um, and it's not like a Star Wars huge because Star Wars, I guess, and Marvel, both of those feel huge because you're traveling from planet to planet and you see a lot of space. And that, mm -hmm. and that seems expansive and that helps. Um, and there's a lot of really awesome Star Wars scenes, especially in the new ones that um, the scope of things is just so huge. I think of like the Battle of Crate with... Mm -hmm. um, the all the red dust flying up and stuff oh, like that right. scope of that battle yeah. was really big right but but this is this dune movie has like maybe four or five very short space scenes the mm -hmm. amount that you watch space in this movie is probably two minutes and the movie's yeah. like th two hours and 40 minutes so you don't see space very much but the expansiveness mm -hmm. of this movie the scale of this movie is insane it's it speaks to the the cinematography of it just you you see how big things are and you know how big certain things are that you're that you're watching and it's just yeah there was, blows there was a couple scenes next to this next to spaceships where i was just like oh that ship looks really cool and then all of a sudden i was like wait are those people down there like that thing is massive <laughs> like yeah what the That's heck is going ship. on in this world <laughs> yeah there there yeah. was there was always oh man it just seemed like Denis Villeneuve was like, okay, every shot needs to be a moneymaker shot in this movie. Mm -hmm. Every single shot has to be as beautiful as it possibly can. And it was. And it, yeah, mm -hmm. just blows my mind. Super, super awesome. Loved it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, this is probably going to be a pretty short episode. <laughs> probably. Because <laughs> it's, uh, you know, as it's, it doesn't have what a normal plot has. No. Um, there's essentially no third act in this movie. There's essentially no second act of this movie. Not, not really. It's almost just the first act, and the first act in this movie's big. Mm -hmm. um, it's like right when the second act is about to start, then it ends. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, unless you're living under a rock, the the jig is up, and it's probably all over social media. There's probably you know, there's probably going to be a second one, or it was there only was part like one. What? When I looked it up as soon as the movie was over, um, I was like, there was like maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12 articles written about it already about the end, just the ending of Dune. And I was like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> like, this is so fast. Um, yeah, it's so crazy. Like, I saw, 
there's no end to this movie. I know. <laughs> it's I blowing saw, my mind. I, I saw the video. You know the um, like ending explained series that that the I don't even know what um the YouTube channel is, but there's like a it to, the title was Dune Ending Explained, and I was like, what do you mean ending explained? There's nothing to explain. It just kind of stopped. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some people didn't catch that it was a part one and were really confused that there's going to be another yeah. one, but that seems kind of silly. To be fair, the part one um, like font under Dune was quite small. At least it was on my TV. I was just like, I, I kind of barely noticed it. Um, Most things but, are quite small when you're yeah. just watching it in your living room instead of on the big screen. That's, just, that's just totally so you fair. Know. But I was like, it was a lot smaller in comparison to the main title. Um, yeah. And yeah. So maybe people missed it. I don't know. Yep. Um, wow. What were some things that you enjoyed? Maybe that we haven't talked about yet, Jordan. I, I, really, I don't know if, I don't know what we say. Spoiler alert, I guess. Go see it. Yeah. Oh, do we recommend it? it? Yes, definitely. Yeah. See it in the Go theater. Go watch it. If you it's, absolutely cannot see it in the theater, still watch it on HBO Max. Um, mm-hmm. But you you at least don't don't be Jordan and watch it with your TV sound. If you have to watch it on a small TV, at least get some some bump and surround sound or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you were like Jordan, then go see it in the theater as well, like Jordan would. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Anyway, um, I'm just kidding, Jordan. You can do what you want. You don't have to go, but you do. So anyway. I kind of do. Like after. <laughs> After watching it, I feel like I definitely have to go watch it in the theater now more than I thought I did when I first started it. Um, I would say this is even one that if you have the ability to, and it's a couple extra bucks, you should see it in IMAX. That Yeah, that's what I was thinking about it's, doing, IMAX yeah. or RPX also. Cause I think RPX, for those of you who don't know, I don't think there's that many RPX theaters around. Um, but for those of you is who don't not? know, no, uh, not not usually. Um, mm-hmm. But RPX stands for Regal Premium Experience. Um, it's basically the best sound quality. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit bigger screen than a normal screen as well, but the sound quality is the best that Regal offers in an RPX theater. So um, this this movie, do, you know, IMAX is fantastic, but RPX would be but would be the best, I think. Yeah. Um. Now Keelan was saying before he left, because he said he was watching it in IMAX, that he heard or read that a couple scenes specifically were shot um, for IMAX, and that I'm guessing, I'm trying to <clears throat> pick like with the scenes in my head, and I'm like, I'm not sure what they are, but they're going to look sweet, because this whole movie looks sweet. Like, <laughs> That's It's just awesome. a very nice looking film. Yes, very, very nice. How was yeah. Dune? It was very nice. It was it was it was nice, um, <laughs> but uh, some moments that I really liked in this movie were um, everything with basically Paul was it Atreides 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 yeah Atreides um like the close up shots on his face where you really see like what he's dealing with mentally and what he's going through with um what is it like the way or the voice like that future foresight power thing. I don't understand that at all. I was super confused when they introduced that in the beginning. Um, Still fairly confused on it. Um, But 
all the flashbacks with him and him like processing that information because he's a pretty young character and like watching him try and process that I thought he did a very good job of like being not emotionless but like oh what's the word I'm looking for almost stoic in that kind of just accepting things that he's foreseeing and being prepared trying to prepare for them and move forward um I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet is, um, particularly good. Um, I mean, everyone does so good in this, but I mean, he's on screen a lot more. Him and Rebecca Ferguson are on screen a lot more than everybody else. And they're just so good. Timothy Chalamet does so good in this. Um, yeah, like you said, sheesh. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing bad you can say about the acting. It's, it's all just fantastic. It's incredible. No knocks against that. No knocks against music at all. No knocks against visuals at all. No knocks against the scale of the movie and the cinematography. It's all basically perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, wow. Super, super good. Um, I don't even really know what else there is to say about the good parts of it. Maybe, maybe, okay. So there's, so let's talk about some cool sci-fi-y things that they added to this. There's mm-hmm. this little thing that you can like wear on your hand and then you can like slide up oh, yeah. a little like personal deflector shield thing. Yeah, that was That's sweet. But there's so like, cool. there's a specific, it almost looked like there was a specific movement pattern that you had to use to penetrate the shield and which made the fighting like really cool and like for like a certain amount of force could get through the shield so there's a scene where jason momoa gets shot at by like a dart looking thing and it's like slowly pushing its way through the shield and he's like it's hurting him but it's not like shooting through his body and he has to like knock it away before it can break through like it was so cool um and it made tracking the fights very very easy which was always a thing i really like when you can look at where the stunt performers and the actors like hands are moving how they're blocking and how they're standing um because their shields would light up blue when they would get hit and red if it would go through um which made yeah figuring out what was happening in the fight scene like very easy and you could tell what was going on without it being just this mess of what's happening on screen um that can sometimes happen in fight scenes uh that was a very nice kind of visual and just a really cool sci-fi thing to introduce. Like it's a wrist shield that covers your whole body. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously there's other iterations of it. Cause you see Stellan Skarsgård's, his version of that is like a ring that he can mm-hmm. just kind of knock with his knuckle and then his shield is up. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really cool concept um, that I just never really thought of before. Like every, you know, cause in yeah. Star Wars, like ships have shields, like big shields. Right. Even some planets can have really big shields, mm-hmm. um, or you can use it over like a specific area. But I never thought of like, per, like around a person. Just like that's a really small cool. One that moves around a person. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, that ship that you were talking about. What's it called? The ships that they that they fly a lot of. Them? Oh, um, <clears throat> the ornithopters. Ornithopters. Yeah, they look like. They look like grasshoppers, 
yeah, flying. Kind of like dragonflies almost too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And the sound they make, dude, mm-hmm. if you see it, there, there's so many like rumble your seat moments in this because of how be deep and bassy and scary. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And when, when they use their voice, like when they use the voice, that's oh, like, that's dude. intense. Like oh. you feel that in your chest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bleh. yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. So the, unless there's other, um, epic, um, you know what I'm talking about. Unless there's other epic, um, sci-fi things that you want to bring up. Not anything specific, just the cinematography of this movie. going to harp back to it again for a second is it's so well done that a lot of moments, even if there's not anything specifically epic happening, it just feels epic and very grand. Like the scene where I noticed it was Hans Zimmer doing the score, just a ship was floating out of the water, like to get ready to go to space um, and go to the planet that the rest of the movie, the same planet. I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, Arrakis. Arrakis. Yeah. Like it was so epic and awesome and it was just a ship coming out of the water to take off into space like it's really not that cool but it felt and looked (laughs) very cool yeah that's okay about the cinematography yeah the i feel like parts of this movie could have felt like oh this is definitely they filmed it on earth Mm -hmm. none of it felt like that yeah even just like a, a he's um, Paul, Timothy Chalamet's character is like standing on a beach, just like mm-hmm. looking out over the water and it doesn't look like earth. It's just nope. like a normal looking beach with like a rock in the background and like a sunrise basically, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't feel or look like earth. And that's just incredible. Like even like the sand dunes out there, it doesn't seem like it's earth. It just, mm-hmm. you know, there's like a, I don't even know what it is. Maybe it's just like a lens they put over the camera. It's it's not. It's more in depth than that, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, everything just didn't seem like it was Earth because it mm-hmm. you know in the movie it's not. But that's something that Star Wars is pretty good at. This movie's mm-hmm. better at that for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Wow, just un- unreal. Let's move to, um, there's, so Jessica, who's Timothy Chalamet's mom, played played Mm -hmm. by Rebecca Ferguson, um, she is a part of this, like, ladies only sisterhood, um, called the Bene Gesserit, and the, they have these, like, secret powers, essentially, not secret powers, but they have these powers associated with them that are pretty dope so one of them is that um uh the voice thing where you you literally like speak in a certain way in a certain pitch that makes the person you're speaking to do what you're saying like they you they have to do it it's mind control basically yeah it's like the force but out loud and terrifying (laughs) yeah yeah it's like a force mind control but out loud and terrifying um, and she's like teaching him this throughout the movie too. Um, and so that all of, all of the scenes with that were really terrifying and awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also 
you're also supposed to be able to like teleport the Bene Gesserit. The Bene Gesserit are supposed to like short, short range teleport. We didn't see any of that hmm. in the movie, but I yeah. was doing some research on the past ones and that's part of it. So hopefully maybe we'll hmm. see some of that um, a little bit later too. But, you know, maybe not because the use of just the voice thing was very mm-hmm. tasteful and awesome. It added a really yeah. cool depth and terrifying <laughs> um, yeah. aspect to like it. Like the, uh, the uh, moment because um paul atreides timothy chalamet's character he's is struggling with using his voice and getting it to actually work so the moment where him and his mom are captured in the ship and her mouth is gagged so she can't talk and you're like it's up to him to figure this out right now and she's using sign language to say like don't do it it's too risky but you can see in his face he's like no i have to save you oh it was so intense because you're like it's him just talking, but it's like, how is he going to get this to work? Like, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. So good. Yeah, so I, I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, kind of what happens with that. Um, apparently, the Bene Gesserit sisterhood, sisterhood are really mad at Jessica for teaching Paul about this because he's a, a, a boy. You're not supposed to teach boys about it, I guess. Right. So... What I think their kind of history is, is it's an all-female thing, but they have this prophecy that a male is going to, I don't know, be very powerful and help guide the world in a, I don't want to say peaceful, but help correct things and drive it in a certain direction, and... uh lady jessica rebecca ferguson's character believes that's her son which is why she's training him to do it and everybody else is like no it can't be him um yeah it was just kind of this weird almost underexplained plot line which made it very confusing for me like to understand what was happening with it but yeah let's let's sort of uh, use that to kind of transition to the the bad the things that we didn't like as much um there is so much lore in this movie mm-hmm. that this movie does a really good job of giving you exposition and background without making it seem like they're doing that. Right. Like they just try to make it happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a really good job with what they did. I could have used more though. I could have used some Same more here. explanation Mm-hmm. But you know, but the things they did explain and how they explained were really good. I could just, yeah. I could just use a little bit more. Did you kind of? You're saying yeah, but explain, explain um, that from your perspective. So, from my perspective, it's almost like there's things that were written out and explained in the book that they didn't quite have enough time in the first part to explain. So they were like, hopefully, the audience who hasn't read the book kind of pieces it together. Um, the things that we're leaving out and the people who have read the book will understand um, what's going on clearly. Um, I'm not positive because I haven't read the book yet, but um, I'm hoping if I do pick up the first or the book and I read through the first half, if it'll help kind of fill those little holes of what is this lore and what does this mean? And because they're just kind of like, oh, he's the chosen one or maybe and then leave it at that. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, can you, can you tell me what the chosen one's at least supposed to do or like supposed to represent? Um, 
so I have a little bit better idea of who Paul is supposed to become or is trying to become. Like, they just kind of leave you empty-handed on that, which I'm assuming gets picked up in part two, but as far as this film stands alone, it's it leaves me with more questions than it does answers, I feel like. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. Uh, going back to what you said about um, <clears throat> you wanted like more backstory on things. It made me think of Star Wars, um, A New Hope, mm-hmm. um, how that isn't really true necessarily. If you think about, because I think that was, the, that was the first Star Wars movie that I watched. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a kid, but you know, if you take all of your knowledge of the rest of Star Wars out of it and you just watched that... I feel like the characters in Star Wars were enough to make you not worry necessarily about all of the lore mm-hmm. surrounding it. You know what I'm saying? But this is more, this is different than that. The characters are really right. good, yeah, but they aren't as personable. Right. They aren't as relatable. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I emotionally connected with a single character in this movie. Like,. Yeah. There were moments that characters did that I really enjoyed. Um, one of which being um, Leto, Leto, Oscar Isaac's character. Mm-hmm. Um, A Duke. You can just call him Duke. Oh, yeah, the Duke. Uh, when him and Timothy Chalamet's character are like talking uh, kind of at the graveyard um, on their home planet. Yep. <clears throat> and he's like, uh, Timothy Chalamet's like, I don't know if I want to like become the Duke and lead our people. And he's like, you don't have to know just if the call comes, like you have to answer it. Yes or no. And if you don't, that's fine. And I thought that was a really cool moment. Cause yeah, he was like, if you don't, then you're still everything I need you to be as my son. Like essentially yeah. I was like, Which, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what a good Cause dad. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the story at least that was told from that like plot line, um, has been told a lot where there's a prince, um, of a land who doesn't want to rule. And then is their dad is like, no, you have to, it's your birthright. Like, cause I then, didn't want to, and I had to, and you yeah, have to do and it. Then, yep. And then they're forced into it and they find their own way. But, Oscar's Oscar Isaac's character had this really cool like no find your way and if you don't get there that's okay like and I was like wow this is a really cool like shift on a story that I feel like has been told before um yeah and it was very refreshing and nice uh but that was one of the only real like hugely standout like character moments uh that I connected with and yeah stood out to me yeah, absolutely. Um, some other some other rougher things. Um, I mean, really, the things that really matter, like story and, you know, other than characters, the things that really matter, like story and visuals and writing and dialogue and stuff like that are all just so good. Mm-hmm. And then the Everything characters, is- the characters are great. It's just that they... Yeah. It it's not and it doesn't lack depth. That's not what it is. It lacks like we. It doesn't lack emotion either. Not even a little. Um, no. But it it's hard to relate to. Um, mm-hmm. Which you know, 
how do we relate to Luke Skywalker? Who knows? But it just it's more yeah, tangible either. and more and yeah. I think most of that is because with Luke Skywalker we're looking at it from a complete story. Like even in episode just looking at a new hope, you looking at a complete story. We're only looking at half of a story right now. So it makes it like if you just turned a movie if you turned a new hope off in the middle, you would be like I don't connect with Luke at all. Like I don't understand him. I don't quite get it yet. So it's even though we had two and a half hours, two hours and 40 minutes with these characters, we're still only halfway through their story and it's makes it really hard to connect and understand. Yep. See, and that's the hard part about this movie and the hard part about writing it is that they don't do this with movies. No. No. And you think about never. You think about like, oh, well there's other movies that there's a 1, 2 and 3 or there's other movies that yeah, but those movies have their own rises and falls, mm-hmm. first, second and third acts. You even think about the one that's closest, I think is probably The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Where it really is not the complete story, but those and this they is have- sort of like those in mm-hmm. the in the sense that this is sort of like Fellowship of the Ring in the sense that you know, you get all the characters that you feel like are going to be in the rest of it at the mm-hmm. end. Um, but, but the, the Lord of the Rings is like so much more happens. Yeah. That you get, you're so connected to the characters. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just such a weird, you just don't know what to put Dune. You don't know what category to put Dune in because it's only half the story. Right, because like with the Fellowship of the Ring, correct me if I'm wrong, but it ends with um, Frodo and Sam leaving because does Gandalf die in the first one? Yes. Yeah, quote unquote dies. Um, Yes. And they, at that moment near the end of the film, they've experienced so much loss and hardship already that when they separate, it's emotionally impactful and it feels like an ending. This. And there's so much comfort with Sam and mm-hmm. Frodo together. No, like no, Fro- yeah. no, Frodo, we can make it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, and they, we can they, do this together. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's this, like oh, this movie doesn't have Lord that. Of the Rings. <laughs> it's so I know. Good. I I really need to get into Lord of the Rings because I watched it when I was very young and just kind of like half paid attention to it. So oh, when brother. I watch it, yeah, when I watch it now, I already know what's going on, but I haven't got that like in depth um appreciation for it which is very upsetting um and to dune's credit and to lord of the rings discredit dune isn't going to be as long as lord of the rings right lord of the rings is like an incredible all-encompassing one of the best stories ever written one of the best stories to be adapted to a movie ever written yeah but it's not a fair comparison 15 hours long if you watch the extended version um that's You know, only that's only exaggerating like two hours. It really is like 12 or 13 hours long. But Dune is going to be what, five, maybe seven hours long if they yeah. do a three part thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a two part if they if they actually make it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it makes sense. Like they have less time. So then I so then I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Why is this not just an HBO Max series? Don't oh, you think man. it might be better as an HBO Max series? Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what would you do, like, a five or six episode 
No, dude. I'm hour talking. Long, or would I'm you thinking, go like nine to twelve? I'm episodes? thinking like, I'm thinking like Game of Thrones six seasons. Six seasons. Yeah, they have plenty, plenty of stuff. There can be so yeah. much backstory. There can be so much, and you know that now that I'm saying that there is actually an HBO Dune series coming out. But oh I, really? Yeah, but I don't know what it focuses on. So it just seems kind of confusing to me. It's like they're making mm-hmm. a movie, but they're making a series. But they're also, you know, these things are sort of just mentioned, but none of them are like officially announced yet. Dune Part yeah. Two isn't even really officially announced yet. Uh huh. So it's just like a it's, weird thing. Yeah, it's it's one of the strangest things I think I've ever experienced. Like just in cinematic history where you're like I'm not really sure where this is going or where it's at it's just here and I didn't hate it I enjoyed it yeah quite thoroughly but I don't know what to make of it <laughs> yeah if if they don't ever make part two like if if those of you that we told to go to the theater and watch it and pay for it don't do that <laughs> and it doesn't get made the second part that gets made this you know, visually is fantastic, you mm-hmm. know, but the story sucks. Yeah. If this is all we get, I mean, really. And yeah. so the whole, the, the, this being good as a story, as a plot really hinges on it having an ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, there being even a second act. Yeah. Like going back almost to the Lord of the Rings thing, you know, that ends in the fellowship or the ring ends in a certain way. This movie ends with, Paul Atreides um, fighting in a duel to the death. He wins, and then the free uh, the freemen, um, the people uh, are like, "All right, you're one of us." And then they start walking, and that's it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's not freemen. See, I don't remember what it is though. No, Fremen. it's it's Fremen. Fremen. Yep. Um, they see a dude riding a sandworm, and. That's Which it. Which is sweet. It's, it is sweet. I was really looking forward to watching uh, the, what is it, the the counselor for the emperor um, to ride one because that's what yeah. she like, it's coming towards her and she like pulls out the hooks and then she gets stabbed and I was like so let down. I, I know. Like, oh, I was like, dude, no. she's about to ride this thing. It's going to be like, awesome. Is, yeah. Huge bummer. But uh, this yeah. Is, it's like, it's <clears throat> like Star Wars meets... Game of Thrones meets Mad Max. Yeah, is, is what this I see is. that. Yeah. Oh, we haven't even mentioned the biggest part of the whole freaking movie. There's the reason that everyone's fighting on this <laughs> totally, like I desert totally sand dune planet is that it holds the most important and um valuable resource in the entire galaxy the stuff called spice is what they call it which is also underexplained because they use spice for intergalactic travel yeah they say it's necessity it's it's a necessity for intergalactic travel and health and i think they call it like a hallucinogenic yeah the uh vitamin (laughs) they don't call it that but i'm gonna call him the freeman because i know fremen Fremen. And I yeah. was like, I'm missing a syllable right here. Freeman with one E. Fremen. Got it. That's Fremen. not how you spell it, but that's how you remember it. Um, they use it as like a ri- ritualistic uh, 
um, hallucinogenic, uh, but everybody else uses it to guide them through space travel. And I was like, that was another thing where I was like, I need some explanation on this because it doesn't quite make sense to me. What I need (laughs) is an HBO Max episode that goes back in time to Mm -hmm. when they first found out what spice can do. That's what we need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, All those things to say, though, I really enjoyed this. I did, too. It it did something for me that was really almost all I was hoping it would do, which was motivate me to read the book because I'm not a huge reader and I'm actually a huge fan of watching a movie and then reading the book because everybody always says the book is better. And if you read the book, odds are you're not going to enjoy the movie. This way I get to enjoy both. Um, Plus then when you're thinking of a character, you don't have to picture them yourself. You're thinking of Timothy Chalamet. Or Rebecca, right. Rebecca Ferguson. And, and that, also... I agree with you. That, to me, is mm-hmm. fun. Because I... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dude. I need visuals, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, one part for me, because I am dyslexic and ADHD, like, if the book gets to a lull, it's very hard for me to push through. So if I know that something epic is coming up, I can get through it when... Totally. When I read The Hobbit, there's, like the middle hundred pages are Bilbo and the dwarves getting lost in the woods. And it's excruciatingly painful to try and (laughs) sit and read, read all of that. Um, But then you get this epic battle at the end and it's like uh, Dune. It didn't have like one of those. Oh, I wonder what this epic. I can't wait to get to this epic battle part. Um, I'm assuming that's coming in the book, but it does have a lot of, questions where i was like how does this work how does that work like what is this that make me want to read the book and find those answers um and i think that's really cool that a movie can get me to want to read because i hate reading. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't want to read it i do want to know what happens in the story but i don't want to watch the other one and i don't want to like just read about it or read the book i really want to see how Denny Villeneuve, um, how he wants to end it. I really want to see what happens because I want the complete story of this. Yeah. This is just such a weird, it's such a weird thing. It really is. Is is it one of a kind? Can you think of another movie that... That literally cuts that, itself in half. Yeah. Like no. 100% straight up ends in the middle. There's movies that start in the middle. Like, here's the thing. There's other movies where the big overarching story doesn't happen in the first movie. I get that. But there's still a a act one, act two, act three. There's literally no act three in this movie. There's definitely not an act three in this movie. You could say that there's an act two, but it's almost like the longest act one you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt when there was I, never a switch. It was like the tone at the very beginning was the exact same tone in the entire thing, which was fine, mm-hmm. but it never like switched out of like explaining things to you, right? Because it's so there's so much lore and so much backstory, you know, which I was totally fine with it just explaining things to me, but it made it feel just like a an you know act one movie, mm-hmm. which is odd because the movie didn't feel like two and a half hours like to me like. I was when I paused it I was surprised to see that I only had 
20 minutes left. And maybe that was because it was all just build up and I was waiting for this climatic climactic moment and then resolution. And that's just not here. It's, <laughs> it's not there. So yeah. One other little thing I'll say too, is it's got too much slow-mo. I like slow-mo, but it has a lot yeah. of slow-mo in it and it, you know, it's all beautiful, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of slow-mo in this. Yeah. Movie, which is fine. But again, a lot. <laughs> um, that's my only gripe with the visuals of it. But so um, you, you didn't ahead. watch the Snyder Cut, did you? Nope. Too you much slow mo. There's so much. I watched a couple scenes. And I was like, eh, it's too much slow mo. So so much, and like it's not even like short. Some of them la- feel like they last like three or four minutes. Have in you slow motion. seen? Um, have you seen Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, so. with Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany? I don't think so. That is like, I don't know why I thought of this movie, but that has no slow mo in it at all. Hmm. It's like a it's like a pirate movie, but there's no slow mo. That's what I thought of, Neat. and it's exceedingly <laughs> exceedingly good with no slow mo. Nice. Anyway, I don't know why that's the first movie that I thought of, but um, also you need to watch it, Jordan. It's really good. All right. Um, I don't know, man. You ready to rate this thing out? I guess. I don't know. I don't like, it's I feel hard like to... I'm pretty bad at rating movies in general. Like putting, I feel like I put too much pressure to put a hard number on something. Yeah. Um, Do you want me I to go like, first then? Sure. That's fine. Um, but this one just seems way harder than others. <laughs> yeah. So this got, um, on Rotten Tomatoes, got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 92% audience score. Um, and honestly, I haven't looked into this, but I really think that that 83% tomato meter is because there's no end. I think that's the critics are like, this is weird because, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they might also struggle with the outrageous amount of lore and source material that is not explained, but I kind of enjoy you and me, Jordan, we're nerds. So we kind of enjoy filling in the pieces by ourselves with that kind of thing. Um, so that didn't bother me as much, um, as I could see bothering other people, but anyway, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes and 92% audience score got an 8.3 on IMDb. Um, I'm going to go a little higher than those. I'm going to give this a 91. Um, and it's not a hundred because of the things we mentioned. I mean, um, if I, if you're going off of acting, music, visuals, and just, scale this is a hundred there's no mm-hmm. way it could be better because it really is so good um but and i would even say the way that they um the way that they integrate the exposition of you finding out things naturally i think also is a hundred even though mm-hmm. i could have used more um, right but the the reasons that were the reasons that it's not i mean this would be like if the whole movie was like this and it had a cool ending, this is like a 97 or 98. Yeah. But because mm-hmm. this is one act of a movie and they put it as one movie is just so hard to to figure out and grasp and because it's not it's just not the norm. It's mm-hmm. just it's just interesting. It's weird. Yeah. But I loved it. I'm I'm going to be mad if there isn't a second one and this is going to go down from a 91 if there isn't a second one. 
Because I yeah, think maybe five sure. or six of those points are me hoping that there's a second version. Mm-hmm. And then if the second one's as good and has a good story and ending, then it's going to bump it way up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now today, 91. Yeah, I was, before you started talking, I was actually sitting a little bit lower um, on a number. I was thinking it more of as 82, but then as you were talking about how um, it really makes you put the pieces together, I was thinking about how that is one thing I really do enjoy about some movies is that they're very thought-provoking, and I have these questions about the movie that are still making me think about it, Um, and so I think that takes it up a lot higher. I think I'll give it an 89 just because there's there's no ending whatsoever. Um even if it ended just by him getting to the main village of the Fremon people and like they just walk into the city and then it ends. I feel like that would have been more satisfying than <laughs> them where they where they were like I don't yep. know. It just really left me feeling. Yeah. 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 No, you're, you're right. It's yeah. not even that there's like a glimmer of a third act. No, there's not even a little bit. It's like they are starting off on another journey mm-hmm. from in the middle of nowhere to in the middle of nowhere. You just yeah. don't, you know, they're not going to a city. I don't think I'm not sure yeah. who knows. You That's know what I mean? What I'm just guessing. Honestly. Yeah. Like, Oh man! If they would have just showed that one little thing, it would have probably bumped it up to me like a ninety-five, like easy. Um, yeah, just some little bit of resolution that I could rest my mind on. But and it's see, not there if they had it. if they had like already announced this, and they had already been like, it's coming out this same time next year, mm-hmm. I'd it'd probably be even higher. But yeah. the the Same. not knowing that there's gonna be another one is like what? It's like it's like when you watch an awesome series on Netflix and then it gets canceled. Yeah. No one talks about it mm-hmm. because the story's not over. Right. Or yeah, no. Yeah, it's like that. Did you ever watch Jericho? I watched a few episodes of it, um, but I Dude, never really got super into it. That like, when it came out was like episodes. hot. It was yeah. so good. Now no one ever talks about it because it was during that strike Mm-mm. thing and it never got finished. Yeah. You know, it, it could turn into that. I really hope it doesn't because I, I Me too. really enjoyed this and I just well, can't isn't wait. There, isn't there Where a Hollywood strike going on right now? I don't know. I heard, that in, about I heard that in passing and I was like, well, aren't they partially responsible for making this movie? Like, <laughs> Wait, why is there a strike? Are they mad because they have way I think it was way more money than we do I think it was <laughs> just un unfit working conditions like oh, extremely long days where suck. it's like yeah we're working like 10 12 hour days and we get maybe 10 minutes to eat lunch like maybe and it's like yeah I get striking for those reasons um but yeah that does seem kind of rough yeah but at the same time if you get You're paid, making movies if you get paid 70 million dollars <laughs> then who cares if all you get is a 10-minute break? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I can't yeah, believe I we filled an hour. I thought I'm this was going to be like 40 minutes. At about minute eight, I was starting to get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is going to be 20 minutes and we're done. Yeah, I looked at the timer on my uh, 
Odyssey. I had to look at the title because I was like, it's not Audible. That's how you listen to books. Um, my <laughs> Odyssey program, and I was like, uh oh, it's only at eight minutes right now. Uh-oh. Yikers! Yeah, man. Um, I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. If this is by itself. <clears throat> Okay, let's talk about rewatchability. You're obviously you're already like want to see it again, and you want. I want to see it again. I don't think if I had watched it in the theater the first time, I would want to watch it again at home. At least, definitely not this soon after. Um, but yeah, the theater experience is really the only. Yeah, the only driving factor to push me to watch this movie again. Um, yep. If you're going to see this movie, don't wait. Yeah. Don't, don't be one of those people like, Oh, wait till it comes out on video because that doesn't really happen anymore. You can just watch it on HBO, which is Mm -hmm. fine, but you, you got to see this one in the theater. Um, if you're going to see it, you have to see in the theater. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Cause it's the theater experience is so good. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And for me, if like, like we're saying, if this becomes a 97 or 98 and it's like, really really good with the ending and the second half and all that stuff you know with the scope and scale and really cool technology and stuff like this had this is like gonna be a movie we watch every year i mean really because it's that good Mm -hmm. it's so good it can be that good but because there's no ending it's so hard to tell (laughs) it's so hard to tell this is just like an enigma man it's it's by itself it's weird it's a it's a strange being yeah, uh, it is very strange. It's a lot of slow mo. Yeah, yeah. And Which I originally that, had thought like the story drags a little, but it it doesn't really. It, it and really I had initially doesn't. and I had initially said to Briar, I'd initially said, you know, I'd have liked it the same if it was an hour and forty five minutes. But now that I think of it, like if they had cut forty five minutes of slow mo and mm-hmm. you know beauty shots and stuff like that. But now I kind of disagree with what I said yesterday. Yeah. And I, I, I really, two and a half hours was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they showed us was great and I'm all for long movies. So if it's going to be five hours for one story, I'm all for it. Yeah. But I just wanted to I am down. know about that. Yeah. That if I would have known that this nice was part know. one, then that would have relieved a lot of stress while I was watching it going, where mm-hmm. are they going? How is this going to, you know, there's no way this can end. Well, even just know, like knowing it was part one at the very as soon as the title popped up on screen not knowing that there wasn't going to be part two popping up on screen is like what really threw me um yeah it just it made the whole thing really weird kind of like almost waiting for that moment right where it's like okay and now we're transitioning into the second act yeah um because i don't know have you watched the last duel yet no I won't go into too much about that, but they do hard cuts of this is the first part of the story. This is the second part of the story. And this is the third part of the story where it's just straight up a black screen with white text on it. And it's very impactful. And it, yeah, yeah, it made the movie very nice. Cool. Yeah, man. Dune. It's a crazy movie. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought like, the title of this episode dune part one but that's not what they're calling it they're literally just calling it dune then dune part two is going to be called dune part two but Mm -hmm. it's just dune just dune yeah 
and Zendaya was barely in this. I know. I was really upset because um, I really like her as an actress, too. I think she's yeah. very talented. Um, she was like barely on screen, barely had any speaking time. She had Huge probably bummer. 20 lines and that's it. Not Maybe. not 20 lines, 20 words, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully this makes enough money and there's a second one and then we'll get to see Timothy Chalamet and her fight together and be awesome. Yeah. But anyway. Well, wow. There we go. Dune. That's what we think. Um, what do you think about it, listener? <laughs> oh, man. If you guys have extra cash rolling around go see dune in the theater please because <laughs> we want to see it. the second one yeah um but also if you have some more extra um you can actually support us on patreon we have a patreon page patreon.com slash flicks and clicks that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash f-l-i-x a-n-d-c-l-i-x um, all of our content's always free though, so you don't have to. Um, but you can if you want. Shout out to all the people who do support us. Jordan, you're one of them. <laughs> I'm on there. You're supporting, I'm a cool cat. Supporting yeah. yourself. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's actually awesome. Um, but yeah, if you want to support us on there, great. If not, that's fine. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And if you would, if you find a place to do this, give us a five-star review. That way there's more than 10. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so people are like, oh, wow, actually a lot of people like this. I mean, it, it, I mean, hey, if you hate it, put a one-star review. That I mean, put it all on there, you know? We want to mm-hmm. know. Also, if you want to do something super cool for me, you can check out flicksandclicks.com because I made the website and actually kind of proud of it. Um, yes, sir. I don't know how to do web design or anything, but this I think is- it turned out really good. Yeah, and this is one of those things that I, Jordan just kind of did it, and it's awesome, and I've barely looked at it because of how busy I've been, so So, you should look at it more than me, listener. Yeah, you should look at it. (laughs) There's, um, you can find all of our links to Twitter, Instagram, uh, Apple Podcast, Apple, is it called Apple Podcast? I don't know, I don't have an iPhone. Um, Spotify, our Patreon link is there. There's also now, because I finally figured out how it worked, a page to where you can listen to the show on the website if yes. you choose to. That's it awesome. Very grueling and difficult <laughs> to figure out. But once I figured it We're out, I put like I put like sixteen episodes on the page like in like forty five minutes after I figured it out. <laughs> it took me like three <laughs> weeks to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And if you're thinking, man, these guys have been going for a long time. Haven't they figured this stuff out yet? Well, look, we all no. have full-time jobs and other things that we're very invested in outside of this um, that we also enjoy those things as well. So this, you know, this is a good outlet for us and we're trying, okay? We're trying our best. <laughs> that's what I think <laughs> of every time I look at the website and I go, I don't think I did a good job. I'm like, I'm a dirty construction worker. Like <laughs> It's it's a pretty good job. Like this is not my wheelhouse. <laughs> Isn't it your first website? It's the f- yeah first website. Yeah, man. First oh, time designing goodness. like anything. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, I think I did all right. Heck yeah, Let it's, it's rocking. Um, yeah, go to flicksandclicks.com. 
do it. And I actually got that domain. I was so stoked. Oh, that's legit. That's legit. Yep. Um, yeah. There will be a link to it in the description of this episode um, if you want to check that out. Um, we're also going to throw the link on our um, on our uh, Twitter and Instagram bio. It's going to be great. Sweet. Well, that's Dune Part 1, I guess. Um, wish I could see the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I mean, it's Part 1 and not just the only part. Yeah, Dune. <laughs> Because then it's not good. No. I mean, it's still worth watching because of the visuals and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Really. It's but still it's... an enjoyable movie to watch. Not so much an enjoyable story. Yes. But. Yep. Yep. That's okay. Sometimes so that's it's doing... good to look at pretty stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who doesn't <laughs> like looking at pretty pretty cinematography and yeah. um, good acting and stuff like that? With Hans Zimmer in the background. Who yeah. doesn't love that? Great music. The soundtrack was so good. Hans freaking Zimmer. Well... We're going to sign off after that. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Flicks and Clicks. You rock. We'll catch you. Bye. Bye. I thought maybe if we was having a roast chicken one night or something.